Welcome to None Dare Call It Ordinary's second bonus episode Woo! to all of our beautiful patrons. Love you all. But yes, this is our now August bonus episode. Right now we are on a once a month-ish bonus episode schedule. Um, hopefully our goal is to be able to move on up eventually uh, to doing, you know, every two weeks and then every week eventually, you know, once we get to that level, that's kind of our goal. Just unfortunately right now we can only guarantee once a month. But I think it's worth it for this episode because this episode is very intense. Oh, yeah. And specifically, we are talking about our beautiful friend, John McAfee. We you know, had a segment on him. He's one of the cryptocurrency thought leaders we talked about in our second crypto craziness series. But he's done a lot. <laughs> and so we want to get into his non-crypto activities as well. And so let's start with McAfee Antivirus, which is probably where most people know about John McAfee. He left Lockheed, actually, in 1987 to start McAfee Associates, an antivirus software company. Oh, you know, I got to say I'm pretty impressed by this because usually when you get to the top, that's when you're at the military industrial complex. But in McAfee's <laughs> case, it was just the very beginning, the first step. He's yeah, working backwards. Exactly. It's amazing. And apparently his main contribution to McAfee Associates was marketing. He opted to simply give McAfee antivirus away for free, only requiring payment for corporate licensing fees. And this structure really worked out and they made a bunch of money. McAfee Associates went public in 1992, which is the same year McAfee performed his first public prank. <laughs> he warned everyone he could, everyone who would listen in radio spots and on TV, about Michelangelo, a new virus that would harm millions of computers. It turns out, though, that this virus probably didn't actually exist, or at least wasn't really a big deal. And so McAfee himself took a substantial hit to his reputation, but McAfee Associates ended up earning a lot of profits from this prank. Oh man, what a goof. Oops, I got your money. If you're going to scam me, you know, out of my money or my hard-earned money, then I, you know, I better at least get a good laugh before I cry myself to death. That's the least you can do. Yeah. Also, I just want to point out that even though Michelangelo almost certainly didn't exist, um, Donatello, <laughs> Raphael, Leonardo, and Master Splinter were very harmful yes. viruses. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Watch very, very harmful. And all of them together <laughs> was just really detrimental. Terrible. McAfee ended up leaving the company he started two years later in 1994. And at this point, he entered what we're going to call his post-McAfee Associates and pre-recession hijinks. <laughs> this was a very important period in the development of the McAfee we know and love. As mentioned in Crypto Craziness Part 2, McAfee has a penchant for yoga, which is also probably going to help him in the dickening that's about to happen. <laughs> he bought land in Colorado to run a yoga retreat and also wrote several books on yoga. He also started Southwest Aero Trekking Academy on a plot of land in Rodeo, New Mexico. Here he taught people how to fly ultra lightweight planes that went from 70 to 80 miles per hour low over the desert sands. You know, honestly, guys, there really is nothing more beautiful than flying at low speeds above a desert landscape of endless brown rock. Oh, God. At, at 70 to 80 miles beautiful. per hour, you can't even see the floor. The residents of nearby Portal, Arizona, were not too happy with these sky gypsies, as McAfee called them, loudly flying near their homes. To take the pressure off himself, McAfee went back to prankster mode. I just hope, you know, honestly, none of these sky gypsies collided into one of the many flying humanoids that I've been seeing captured on YouTube. So they're <laughs> out there too. Watch out, oh, man. The video. We should one day do an episode on the flying humanoids. 
So one of McAfee's pranks was a made up lesbian biker group. And he <laughs> pretended he tried to convince the residents of Portal that they would soon be descended upon their town. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. He also made a website for a fake paintball group that was also scheduled to appear in Portal, Arizona. <laughs> Quote, there was a rumor going around and everyone was really upset about it, said Joan Jensen, who works at Portal's post office. We have a lot of environmentalists around here, and none of them wanted a bunch of people playing paintball running around the canyon. Just don't worry, though. If these paintballers get out of hand, just sick the lesbian bike gang after them. Just to have a civil war. Yes. <laughs> oh. Problem solved. Fake on fake criminality. <laughs> so also in our crypto craziness series, we learned that McAfee wanted to team up with Cuba to create a cryptocurrency to undermine the U.S. monetary system. But... I think McAfee's true calling would be to work in a Russian fake news troll farm. Yes. What do you guys think? I think that's a great idea. Yeah. He'd be great at that. Yeah, that would make him way and more Brian Colfage should have teamed yeah. up. I think they would have Damn. done really well. Yeah. yeah, Batman and Robin. Sadly, McAfee was ill prepared to weather the Great Recession of 2008. While at one point he had a net worth of a hundred million dollars, he claimed that he was reduced to a measly four million dollars. Oh, poor guy. He sold the Southwest Aero Trekking Academy and moved to Belize. But he might not be as poor as he led people on to believe. Hmm. And by the way, this is why he'll never be president. I mean, not that he was running to be president anyway. But <laughs> if we learn anything since 2016, you don't lie about how much money you lost. Rather, you lie about all the money you gained. That's the yeah, key. True. I agree. Yeah. yeah. It's the he's yeah. taken the wrong strategy on this. Yep. But so why would he lie about how much money he has. In 2008, he was involved in a wrongful death lawsuit over the death of Robert Gilson. Gilson was killed in an Aero Trekker accident that also killed McAfee's nephew, who was piloting the craft. The Gilson family lawyer, Frank Fleming, suspects that McAfee might have lied about his, quote, poverty and fled to Belize as part of a legal strategy, quote, mm. I think he believes that because the U.S. and Belize don't have a bilateral treaty, a judgment in a U.S. court is worthless in Belize, Mr. Fleming said in a recent interview. I don't think he's right about that. Hmm. <laughs> well, that doesn't matter. So what was McAfee getting onto in Belize? One of McAfee's Belizean activities was founding Quorum X, a biotech company whose stated goal was to develop natural antibiotics from plants in the Belizean rainforest. The idea came to him after teaming up with Dr. Allison Adonisio, a PhD in ethnobotany from Florida International University. Instead of accepting a three-year research grant from the National Institutes for Health, she founded Quorum X with McAfee. But it's not clear if McAfee's heart was in the mission of the company. In an interview with Fast Company in 2010, he told the reporter that instead of antibiotic research, he was searching the rainforest for a plant-based Viagra for women. Oh. oh. Is this McAfee's pathetic attempt to get women not to be sexually repulsed by him? It might be. It might very well be. Okay. After the interview was published, Dr. Adonisio soured on McAfee. What? Why? <laughs> Besides not developing any antibiotics, McAfee told Dr. Adonisio that he could have her ex-boyfriend killed. And I still don't understand why she would sour on him. Yeah, still don't understand. No instead, instead of hiring a hitman, though, McAfee <laughs> hooked her up with dates whom Dr. Adonisio described as, quote, crazy circus folk. 
<laughs> okay, okay. So what are we talking about here? Your standard bearded woman assassin or more maybe a classic strongman assassin, I would assume. <laughs> that might very well be. That would be better. McAfee also felt it was appropriate to show her porn, which was, quote, disturbingly kinky. I still don't understand why she soured on him. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm still don't I don't know, because when Dr. Adonisio finally had enough and told McAfee she was done with Quorum X, she says he, quote, physically lunged at her and that she had to lock herself in a lab. But unfortunately, this was the lab where the uh, Vi Viagra for women plants were being cultivated, so not a good lab to go into. Commenting on everything that happened, Dr. Adonisio said, quote, as soon as I started questioning his motives, he turned on me and became a horrible, horrible person, controlling, manipulative, and dangerous. I'm thankful that I got out with my life. I still don't understand what her problem and is. Also, he, here on None Dare Call It Ordinary, we are fair and balanced. So what does McAfee have to say about Dr. Adonisio and Quorum X? Quote, Allison is an unhappy person who is unhappy to the core. Whatever's on the table, she will turn it this way, that way, and make something out of it to be the cause of her unhappiness. Okay. Oh. okay, so I guess forcing her to watch rough bondage porn and lunging at her like a maniac is cover under, quote, whatever happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She just twisted that into something to make her unhappy. <laughs> Ridiculous. I did like 1,000 unethical things to her, but that's just whatever <laughs> yeah. happens of yeah. anything. What? Also, McAfee wasn't just prowling the rainforest for Lady Viagra. At this time, he was also crusading for justice. Oh, and as we know, this man is all about oh, justice. Absolutely. <laughs> he hooked up with a local sex worker, and she convinced him that the town of Carmelita was a hub of narco trafficking. So McAfee decided to take the law into his own hands. Quote, <laughs> Mr. McAfee confronted local thugs. He converted a local brothel into a bar and a family swimming pool area, christening it Studio 54. He bought a building and outfitted it as a police station, the village's first. Holy shit, McAfee is fucking Batman. What? It's amazing. That's a pretty fucked up defamation of Batman. I think you should retract that before <laughs> uh, Wayne Enterprises <laughs> sues us. Holy oh, shit. shit. I also hereby declared this to be the one and only, you know, DC or Marvel reference we'll ever make, so... Yeah, yeah. Done. plenty of room for sports references, but this is the last <laughs> comic book reference. Locals were not too enthused with these antics because McAfee never bothered to figure out what the locals actually wanted. And they were also highly skeptical that Carmelita was the hellhole he was convinced it was. Well, you know, maybe they didn't have an infestation of lesbian bikers and paintball gamers. So this is, you know, it's a very real possible threat. It very real. Also, very real. the police... Worrying that use of the police station would come with strings attached, never actually used it. Gotta give a lot of Bitcoin to use it. But McAfee's antics also began to raise suspicion as he hired more security guards and won over local drug lords. Hmm, I personally prefer my drug lords to be local and organic, but, you know, to each their own. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't like very much organic yeah. stuff, as we'll soon <laughs> see. Quote, a rich guy in the middle of the jungle with a lab surrounded by a lot of men with weapons and links to area bad guys. It looked highly suspicious to the gang suppression unit. <laughs> I think um, he is actually the Marlon Brando character in Apocalypse Now. I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what's going on. Yeah, here. that sounds about right. Uh, Colonel Kurtz. Yes. Yeah. The GSU were convinced that McAfee was making meth in his home 
So they raided it, shooting one of his dogs in the well, process. You know, the dog oh. shouldn't have been making meth. Lesson it learned. It shouldn't have been making meth, and it's not the last time McAfee's dogs are going to get killed. Jeez. Oh, man. McAfee was arrested for possession of an unlicensed gun and manufacturing crystal meth. He spent a night in jail, but the charges were later dropped when the GSU found absolutely no evidence of a drug lab in McAfee's home. Yeah, that's the best prank yet. Move over, Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, he punked him. So this is all fun and games so far, except for, you know, nearly attacking and murdering a woman. But McAfee, besides attempted murder, also might be a murderer. Mm. Want to hear the rest of this episode? Just become a $5 a month patron at patreon.com slash none dare call it ordinary. You'll get a shout out on the show and access to all our monthly bonus episodes. As always, you can find us on Twitter at NDCIO, Instagram at None Dare Call It Ordinary, and email None Dare Call It Ordinary at gmail.com. If you want to learn more about the sources we use on each episode, as well as links to our YouTube channel and Discord server, just head on over to our website, None Dare Call It Ordinary.com. And if you could, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever your podcasts are served. <laughs>